0: of something mm-hmm. i'm thinking of a wii u podcast
1: all right i'll just type it in on the little thing
0: oh it appeared it's whoa wii, yeah
1: we universe with oh my god steven woody wait did you create us that's right
0: yeah that's right <laughs> are we are
1: are we our own gods like i mean
0: one could say you are your own god sure like maybe that is actually a good life outlook
1: so i am my own personal jesus mm-hmm. exactly. wow crazy <laughs> insane well, hi, everybody. Welcome to Wii Universe. We are the Internet's comprehensive Wii U podcast. Mm-hmm. My name's Steve Guntling.
0: Hello, I'm Woody Siskowski.
1: Uh, this week, we are talking about a couple of games in the Scribble Knots series. We're thinking uh, thoughts mm-hmm. and bringing them to life. We're, we're manifesting our words, but really we're all writers here. I, I think we all are used to manifesting our words <laughs> through our, just creating art out of our own minds. And I mean, talking good and talking real purdy, like, yeah, uh, exactly. you know, and not, and, and, and having lots of, you know, um, uh, uh, uh clear right. communication, not a lot of, what's the Fum- word?
0: Fumble, bumble, St-
1: stumber, stutter, stuttering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not, yeah. None of that.
0: No, no fumble bumbles.
1: We are, we're excited. We're talking about scribble knots this week. Uh, I don't know what's your experience with Scribblenauts prior to this. Like, have you really touched on it very much?
0: Uh, I got, I played it a little bit for DS. I think I got it and Drawn to Life for very cheap at one
1: point. Okay, I was
0: couldn't remember which one was which, and just remembered that I was excited by their
1: prem premise, premises premises. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I was a like when the first Scribblenauts was announced in two thousand nine, it was kind of like my most anticipated game. For whatever okay. reason, because I saw... Yeah, I'm trying
0: to think back to 2009 and, like, other games. So There's I probably better games. tell them to go to hell. Yeah, like, yeah. It's... What would be a big game hanging out in 2009? I'm... Go to hell, Battle Gear Solid 4.
1: Like, yeah, okay, games? maybe uh, maybe Uncharted 2. Yeah, yeah, suck a butt, Uncharted 2. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, just because
0: you're perfectly paced. <laughs>
1: for whatever reason, I was like really excited by this idea. I'm like, all right, if they can do like half of what they're claiming that they can do with this game, what like, it, that's what amazing. The,
0: what is the big idea? What's the big idea? What's the
1: big idea? The the go big... to hell
0: Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Too. Yeah, go yeah. to hell Batman Arkham Asylum. Oh
1: fuck that game.
0: Go to hell Resident Evil Five. Oh, you were right. Uncharted Two. Hey, 80s. I got all it. Right.
1: All right, I remember 2009 uh before we talk any more about scribble knots though let's what 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 else oh, yeah. are you playing we keep forgetting to do this uh segment you keep
0: forgetting and I keep, I keep forgetting keep not putting it back on track exactly
1: exactly uh
0: so what are we playing <laughs> uh sure yeah so would you put a pin put a pin on that we'll put a pin. we're coming Scribblenauts. back to
1: scribble knots yep. we're putting a bookmark in if yeah. you will <laughs>
0: exactly um so i always play a lot of hearthstone hearthstone is definitely the game i spend more time playing and um they had this crazy thing happen in Hearthstone, which even if you're not a Hearthstone player, it was just a weird thing. I hope somebody makes like an explainer video of this thing that occurred and like how you got it. So, so in the latest Hearthstone patch, they just put in like this weird achievement that said, mm. like, unlock the mysteries of the barons. And it gave you no more information. And if you got it selected, if you completed it, you got this card back. Um, and then a bunch of just like different Hearthstone game groups throughout the world... Like China, Korea, the US, all of these different teams sort of work together to decipher these puzzles. And you had to go to like the single player mode in Hearthstone, which like you always forget even exists, and just do like a training mode. You have to play like certain cards in a certain order all on the same turn that are described via flavor text of the random legendaries. Okay. You play all these in order, and then the board states resets, and you get these incredibly complicated puzzles that I think, the reason I'm bringing this up is because I think these were the most insane puzzles I have ever seen in a mainstream video game. Really? Like, the level of depth and arcane knowledge that is required for these was crazy. Like, I I only solved these by just following a how-to guide. Okay. But, like, it's just, um, it's like a testament to the human spirit that anyone figured these out. One of these was this maze that probably required about a hundred moves to get around in but it was invisible okay like it was you could only click on the left you had three cards in front of you that represented different doors there was left right and left center and right and you would just click on them in a certain order to go around navigate this invisible maze like so you had no idea where you were or where you were going that's f- aggravating oh yeah it, it's super aggravating yeah and another one you have to like buy you have to wheel and deal and buy and sell goods to like their their side of the board is things that will sell you goods and you can trade them and then your side you have to give every card on your side of the board the good that it's looking for Mm -hmm. like like i said i followed the rule like i just followed a to-do list exactly of like sell these items here get these items back it still took me like a half hour of just following and clicking to get this all done i bet There's like 200 moves that are involved here. That's insane. It's just so bizarre. And then you just get this card back. And I just really wonder about the backstory of who designed these puzzles? How did they convince someone to put them in the game? And how did people figure these out so quickly? Like the patch came out and then like within like two days, they're like, okay, it's been solved. And just these crazy solutions.
1: Is this like building to something? Is this some kind of big macro event that Blizzard's doing?
0: I think it was just this crazy Easter egg that they put in because someone on the staff is like hey I have this weird idea. Um but I'm really curious to know more about it and I went through it just cuz I like to see all the Hearthstone content but it, it it it's just like the most bizarre aggravating puzzles I could possibly conceive of. Oh wow. Yeah. So that was a weird that was a weird little aside of what I've been
1: playing. That's that's more yeah. interesting than anything I've been playing. I've been trying to get in i've been trying to finish games that have been sitting on my Mm -hmm. shelf forever that i haven't finished and so i'm trying to play dishonored right now okay and
0: it's like a ps3 assassin
1: simulator ps3 assassin simulator it's from uh, bethesda and arcane and they did a game uh called prey a couple years ago which Mm -hmm. i really really liked so i'm like all right let me get let me go back and give this one a shot because i've tried with dishonored before and for some reason, something wasn't connecting, and I couldn't remember why. Okay. And now I'm playing it again, <laughs> like, at the opening, the opening credits or the opening sequences. I'm like, oh, I don't know why I wasn't jiving with this. This is awesome. Sure. And then by, like, the third mission, I'm kind of already over it. Okay. Like, it's a little too slow. Like, the, res- the controls aren't very responsive, and... Normally this isn't necessarily a deal breaker but the art style is real fucking ugly okay. and I'm having a hard time getting past how ugly the game <laughs> looks yeah, yeah. like and it's intentionally ugly like they make it look this way like it's it's their style which they pare down quite a bit for prey, but it's still a little bit there. Everybody okay. looks a little malformed. <laughs> okay. uh, but on PS3, it just kind of looks yeah, extra ugly. Back.
0: So are you are you planning to keep pushing through it? I or? think I'm
1: gonna try and finish it off. It's right. it's only like an eight or a nine hour game or something like that, and I'm I'm a decent chunk into it. But like okay. it's it does slow down a bit, consistent for me. And I I hate it when like stealth games are super super finicky. You know, like you
0: make one wrong step, and the guy turns around and sets the alarm.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's way too picky as a stealth game, and there's not really a good reason to be stealthy most of the time. You can just kind of charge in and like sword fight everybody to death, you know, which is fun. But I like the powers that you get though. You can like teleport around to different places. You can summon a swarm of rats to come out of the ground oh, and that's eat pretty people. Cool. You can like, be like a Willard. You can be like, you can be a full Willard, like on a, on the Willard scale. This scores a bend. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, that is what we are playing. At the I, have, I have a like, couple. I'm boring. Oh, yeah. No, that's go? okay. What's more?
0: Yeah. Um. I have a couple more updates just in general about the podcast. Um. Yeah, so get excited! God, I'm excited. No, um, I was on the phone with my mother right before I came here. Okay, and she she told me two things about the podcast. She just listened to the SpongeBob episode. She told me she had to look up a lot of dirty acronyms because of us, which
1: oh <laughs> all, all yeah, of the H O M thing. Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. Um, so sorry that, so for we her uh, weird about
0: that. Yeah. The other one is she uh, she was worried that you didn't like me because I interrupt you all the time. What? So, so starting this episode is a very special episode of We Universe <laughs> where I make a very conscious inter- effort to interrupt
1: you less. So we will see how that plays off, and we just have lots of dead silences. I, you know what, I, I don't even, I don't even really notice it. It's just like conversation to me. So, like, I'm honestly not offended. But if you want to try that social experiment, we can go for it. Oh man, I already
0: just you getting you through were twitching that sentence of. It if feels... You want to try that social experiment? I was like, oh man, I
1: gotta talk. Oh it man. feels wrong it feels wrong like i i shouldn't hear the end of my own sentences like i feel it doesn't feel natural damn it all right let's jump into these games here and talk a little bit about what the fuck scribble knots is uh starting with scribble knots unlimited which was released november 13th 2012 yet another launch title so many of these things me Developed by Fifth Cell and published by Nintendo, Warner Brothers published it on other consoles. This one was also released on 3DS, Windows, Switch, PS4, and Xbox One.
0: Oh, so this came out on Switch. It would have been like three years later at that
1: Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, three or four. Uh, So a little bit about Fifth Cell, because this is a very interesting company to me. They were founded in 2003 in Bellevue, uh, a little south of where we are Mm -hmm. here in Bellingham and originally they were only working on mobile games and they landed a couple of high profile contracts with like EA and and Square Enix to do some of their mobile conversions but all of those games are gone now forever because oh, any yeah. any mobile game from before 2005 is long gone.
0: So that's that's I always forget about that it's just like a dynamic of like there's some mobile games you might actually want to play but you yeah. never get to.
1: No, you'll never get to. There should be some kind of archive at some point. That'd be rad. Uh, but, yeah, so they, that's what they were doing in the early part of their career. But they wanted to kind of start making their own original games, and they really wanted to push for, for something a little innovative to make them stand out. Their first original IP was Drawn to Life, which hit the DS in 2007. Uh, okay. And that kind of presaged what scribble knots would be. Now, I've never played Drawn to Life, so you can fill this it's, in a little bit better. It's
0: I mean, it's basically just a platformer. It's just a 2D platformer. Where you doodle that your own like,
1: character, Yeah, right? I mean,
0: the, the graphics look like a doodle, so you draw your own character just like... If it looks like me, it looks like a stick man. My my handwriting and drawing style is essentially indistinguishable from a third grader. Yeah, mine too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Like I I know how to draw swords and I know how to draw missiles, which mm-hmm. is just a sideways sword. Yeah, and I know how sure. to draw. Sure, that's st- true. I never I know thought how of that. How to that. Draw <laughs> stick men, um, and so yeah, you basically can draw this, and then your character will run around, and you just play as him in a platforming setting. But it's not like the things that you draw don't really have personality in of themselves like they just interact do they they just
1: kind of glide around the screen or do they yeah basically they don't don't animate yeah
0: yeah exactly they're just like you draw a platform and then you jump on the platform but it's not like if you drew um you know a skeleton like a skeleton it would run and fight or something
1: okay so you're not? Are you controlling the character that you draw, or yeah. you just, you are? You okay. control the character that you draw. Like,
0: yeah, like I mean,
1: again, I have to ask the crass question: Is there anything preventing you from drawing dicks and just like controlling a little dick character around this child's game?
0: I guess it depends how. I'm guessing there's some sort of filter that like prevents you from drawing f- totally obvious dicks. I guess, but yeah. if you was, if if you draw like me, your dicks even your dicks don't look like dicks the way I draw. It's a missile.
1: It's a sideways <laughs> sword. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so.
0: Yeah, they're too pointy.
1: You know, I I know these games were very popular, especially there was a SpongeBob spin-off okay. uh, of drawn to life that was like super popular but i've never actually played them i mean
0: they're not there's not a lot to necessarily recommend aside from the novelty of just sort of being able to draw and run
1: around. Yeah but the
0: game itself is not that fun.
1: But this this is a concept that they kind of introduce and would uh, uh refine a little bit with scribble knots but uh, they did one slightly more traditional game in between this was an RPG called Lock's quest that combines like RTS and tower defense elements okay. uh and from what I've read, like the reviews were really strong on this one. I've I've never really heard of this game. No,
0: what was this? this? Was a 3DS game? This is a
1: two, uh, de- regular DS oh, okay. game, and uh, yeah, it's just like an RPG uh, that's supposed to be totally solid. It was so.
0: probably confusing because everyone assumed you played as the thief character from Final Fantasy
1: VI. And oh, lock they got... lock without an E. Yeah, oh, yeah. This yeah. is like, but they'll they'll just assume you're playing as like part of a door. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? Which sounds a little boring. Which sounds is maybe a little boring. Well. It's uh, yeah, Door Simulator did not go well. Um, you know, even even though what DLC that lets you play as knob like, <laughs> didn't go well um so yeah uh, yeah I didn't really uh, check that one out but I might I might look for that if it's on the shelves anyway I don't know if it's rare or not anymore uh, in 2008 they announced scribble knots as their next project and it became they made them a pretty in-demand company and that was a pretty in-demand property there was a lot of hype around it uh, the prospect of being able to kind of create anything you could imagine Was a really enticing idea, especially when they said there's going to be upwards of like 10,000 words that you could use in this game.
0: So, I mean, yeah, that's the gimmick for all the scribble Scribblenaut games, right? That's the gimmick. Is you have like a magic notepad. Yeah. And then you click on it. I mean, all these, at least these games that we played are touch sensitive because we got a gamepad. Yeah. So you click on this gamepad up in the, or the notebook up in the upper right hand corner, a keyboard pops up. And yeah, you type in a lot of stuff. There's a lot. I was always just baffled by this because th- they must have gone in and, like, you have to put an art asset in for everything, right?
1: Like- that's what they did. Like, I-, I was reading an article kind of about how these games are made, and apparently the developers at 5th Cell said that everyone assumed they were using, like, an algorithm. Right. Uh, but that's not the case. They they spent three months as a team compiling the list of words that they wanted to put into the game, and then they just kind of built it out of the engine that they contrive your and the engine is very simple it's kind of modular and it's made everything looks like paper dolls like attached with brads you know so their their arms have like full rotations and everything so it would be pretty easy to have some common elements and cobble things together but basically everything in the game they had to go in and fix and then, bless you, then with, you. with uh, Super Scribble Knots, which came out a year later, they added the ability to use adjectives. Oh, so neat. now that's a whole other level of debugging that they have to go through. Like, you can, uh, humans in the game are like trained to eat food. Like, you put like a hamburger in front of them, they're going to yeah. eat a hamburger. That's but, how I'm
0: trained in real life. You put a hamburger in front of me, I'm gonna eat it. I'm gonna
1: do the same. Yeah. Uh, but if you make the character a vegetarian, then they won't they can, they won't eat the hamburger. That's like cute. the game's got that kind of attention to detail, which I think is really cool. But yeah, that was kind of the the premise behind it. And for me, like I was super excited by this idea. I'm like, this is really cool. You just have this infinite sandbox of goofy little things to do and you just use things to solve puzzles, you right. know? You run into a fire, you type in fire extinguisher, give it to your character, he puts the fire out, you know. Things like that. Bless you again.
0: I'm apparently allergic to scribble knots. Oh, I, apparently you, so you, you is you a lot to... of
1: the people in the uh, consumer market. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, that ooh, boy, that ooh, is ooh, a quality ooh. segue.
0: Yeah, we ooh. need to draw Kleenex.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, but you can't because that's a brand name. Oh, right. I learned that because I was trying to type Frisbee into a game, and turns out it's the same situation. I had to type Flying Disc in order <laughs> okay, for it to make sure. sense. Uh, so, yeah, uh, there was uh, a mobile port called Knots Remix in 2012, which was the same year that Scribblenauts Unlimited would be a launch title on the Wii U, which is the first time it has appeared on a console. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then after the 2013 sequel, which introduced characters in the DC universe, which we're going to talk about, Fifth Cell kind of fell on some hard times. They had a bid to launch this RPG called Anchors in the Draft, or Anchors in the Drift. Uh, okay, Sound, I'm I'm into it. Yeah, I mean, it's got anchors, it's got it's drifting, got it's, it sounds like a uh, nautical kind of RPG adventure. Uh, they were trying to get this launched on Fig, but uh, they did not reach their goal. Wait, what is Fig? Fig is like, it's kind of like Kickstarter, but you own a piece of the game. Oh. Like, okay. instead of just funding it for it to happen, Does you Fig own... Still Fig still exists. Fig still exists, yeah, yeah. I forget... What the big game we talked about that was funded through... I think it might have been Shovel Knight. Okay. Yeah. Um. But there was another Scribblenauts game in the works called Fighting Words that uh, Warner Brothers canceled in 2016. And then they did... The last Scribblenauts game there's been was in 2018. It's called Scribblenauts Showdown. And it's more of like a Mario Party kind of thing, okay. like a minigame collection. And it didn't really take off. But uh, So the company had some pretty severe... Uh, layoffs, and they're they're down to like a staff of about twenty people. They have one more game coming out this year called Castle Hold, which is uh I forget what kind of it's like a oh, it's a uh, card battle game like oh, a fun. card tactics game. yeah, uh, which I'm
0: always a sucker for those.
1: yeah, and the early previews were very positive, so you know, this could be a valid direction for them to go in. but uh, hopefully they hopefully they stick it out because I like this company. I think they've got a lot of cool ideas, and uh, even if it's not always executed perfectly, I, I like what they're going for All right. Um, so story-wise, this game is kind of told from the perspective of a young girl named Lily, and she's remembering her grandparents, who were these great adventurers who traveled the globe before they got married and had 42 children, yeah, Exactly. Uh, which I hope some of these were facilitated by The Notebook. Otherwise, like, <laughs> yeah, that's there's true. some serious medical issues going on here.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's probably pretty easy to give birth to two-dimensional paper children. Uh, like, yeah, they just, I imagine, they, but just, the paper just, cuts. They just I come mean... out folded, and then you just unfold <clears> them. <laughs>
1: that'd, be, that'd be cool they're all wrinkly until they smooth out as yeah. they age oh weird we should do this we should animate this yeah because uh, we're both yeah. such great animators I'm, it's disgusting I'm disgust the early. world's greatest animator uh, so yeah so Lily and her brother Maxwell are given a gifts by their parents a magical globe which can take them anywhere in the world and then the aforementioned magical notebook which will make anything they want to appear
0: well I mean Quality gifts, like if you're yeah. looking for something on like your sixth birthday and you get a globe that transports you anywhere and a notebook that forms anything, you're I would kinda say you've made off pretty well. You're
1: kind of set. Yeah. You're kind of set, you know, just like, yeah, you, you really don't need anything. Uh, so they're sent out into the world to go have an adventure. And almost immediately, uh, Maxwell has to be a dick. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so Maxwell's a little boy. He's uh, Lily's brother. So
0: this old, this old, wizened man who is very clearly looks like a magical wizard. Very he, clearly. Look, here's, a, here's a hint for people on the street, uh, out there in the world. Yeah. Not that, I, not that you should ever be cruel to anyone who approaches you no. looking, looking for something. But if they look like a magical wizard... Be extra cautious.
1: If they could theoretically be painted on the side of a van, yeah. you give them what they want because so this, they will reward you with a wish.
0: Or conversely, mm-hmm. this, this this gentleman, wheezing gentleman comes up, asks for some food. Maxwell has an infinite notebook, yeah. so he has infinite quantity of food in the world.
1: He could make it rain chicken nuggets mm-hmm. if he wanted to. Mm-hmm.
0: And instead, he draws a rotten... A- summons a rotten apple as a hilarious prank to give to this old man yeah he gets
1: this like little malicious look on his face and like maxwell's been the the lead character of the whole franchise so like and he's kind of a cypher he's kind of just like a blank little boy who like walks around and does stuff so we don't really know his personality we know he's kind of a dick yeah that's that's the image that we're getting now the one thing we know about him is that he's a little bit of a shit (laughs) yeah so
0: so he feeds his rotten apple to this wise and old wizard who then curses him very cruelly curses lily lily who was she did nothing standing idly by yeah and he's like okay now you're going to turn to stone
1: like one foot at a time like it's just kind of it starts on her foot and is like gradually crawling up her body like as the game goes yeah yeah she's going to turn into like a statue if you don't hurry up and save her you need to run around the world collecting all these starites which are the magical objects that power your notebook and you get them for doing good deeds for people. So it's kind of this long karmic retribution journey that Maxwell has to go on to save his sister. Uh, you know, cute kind of fairy tale stuff, you know, but again, yeah, Maxwell being a little bit of a <laughs> Uh Yeah, so again, so the, the hook of the game is this ability to open up your notebook and bring anything into the world essentially this is a puzzle game like if you're kind of to boil it down
0: sort of but it's like a puzzle sort of. game where you don't really have to think about anything yeah like it's the yeah. world's easiest puzzle game that's a good way to put somebody's it. like hey my cat's in the tree and will you get him down so does it qualify as a puzzle to be like think of the word ladder like, I'm not sure... That's the
1: thing, yeah. I, I typed in ladder. You went a different way. You got a baseball and threw it at the cat till it <laughs> fell out of the tree, yeah. which also worked.
0: Right, well, and that's what what's kind of <laughs> neat about this game is the this, this puzzles, again, qu- puzzles and quotes are all super obvious and easy if you just want to go for the super an obvious and easy thing. Yeah. If you're just like, yeah, whatever, let's get some star rights, let's move it through. But you kind of, if you want to be weird and creative and... You can do that. Yeah. Like you could type in helicopter and like put a helicopter and then like ride that up and rescue the cab that way. I'm sure that would work.
1: It's uh, it's one of those games. Yeah. It, it, the the fun isn't necessarily in like solving the puzzle because it's going to be pretty obvious. I the, Sometimes the fun is like dragging it out intentionally to to solve it in as weird a way as possible. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, that's kind of the appeal, I think.
0: It's definitely like a make-your-own-fun type of game because it, the game doesn't really reward you for doing it in a weird way. Yeah. Even if you, you know, you rescue the cat via helicopter or jetpack, or maybe you can get a... I bet you could get, like, an axe and chop the tree down. I'm sure that would work, too. Yeah. Um, The end result is still the same. Like, the girl is like, thanks for saving my cat, and you get a star right. Yeah. And I get why it would be really hard to have the game respond like accurately to what you've done. Like aside from just the complexity of giving you so many different items, like then it's just a scripted event. And you pointed this out, like, at a later... I mean, not that much later, but you meet, like, a guy in the subway who wants to film, form a band. Yeah. And so you're like, okay, give him various musical instruments, and sort of... And
1: and in the, in the context of the world, it's like, you understand, okay, you see a guy in the subway, he's probably playing a guitar, mm-hmm. and the game's leading you towards that. They want you to give the guy a guitar. But I wanted to make it weirder. I gave him a tuba the first time. I right. gave him a theremin another time, you know, like... And the, these instruments appear, and,
0: yeah. like, he plays them, and it still completes the goal... But then when the sort of quote-unquote cutscene plays of, like, the victory, he just has a guitar.
1: Everything snaps into place. He's playing a guitar. He's on a stage now. So, like, there is a little bit of a disconnect between... Like, it doesn't feel like you have the total control over the world that you might think you do.
0: Uh, and, I mean, that's sort of an impossible ask. And that's yeah. the thing. Maybe... I, I I don't know if we it's possible to even ever get there. Like, the the sheer variety of things that you can summon... Means that, like, there's no way they could, like, program in every kind of output no. until someone does figure out some sort of, like, automation theory where, like, this code can program in all of the victory settings depending on what you, you know, give the person.
1: Right. So that's kind of the basic premise. Now, the original Scribble Knots, the one I played on DS, uh, is kind of more of a you know, select a puzzle, solve a puzzle kind of thing. This one's adopting like, more of an open world uh, kind of idea.
0: Yeah, the DS one is very, like, stage-based.
1: Very stage-based. And the DS game also requires you to use the stylus to move, which is something I always hated, especially in a, a platforming game. And then that has been fixed here. You can still do that if you're crazy, but you can <laughs> use the D-pad to move around, which is a big quality-of-life improvement.
0: This game, but it's very weird, like, this game still basically plays like a handheld game. Like yeah. It shows on the TV, but to actually select your notepad, which you need to do to pretty much solve everything, or to interact with any other character, see what goals they want, you have to poke them on the gamepad. Yeah. Um, which, I don't know, it, again, it's the same old dilemma that's always a little weird of like, I never am sure if I'm supposed to be looking at the TV or the gamepad. Yeah. What it does work very well with here is... I think that this would be a very pleasant game to play with a family member or mm-hmm. a child or, again, a parent, um, where one person has the gamepad and the other person can just kind of shout out suggestions for things that they can try yeah. and just be watching the game on the TV.
1: See that is more of a fun way to approach it and that's actually more fun than playing the actual multiplayer mode that's in this oh, right. game. The the Wii U version introduced multiplayer to the system.
0: It's a real you get to play as Tails
1: mode. It's it's the ultimate little brother mode. It is did uh Did you
0: ever have to play as Tails or make your sister play as Tails or something? Uh,
1: no, because well when when I was a kid we the only Sonic game we had was one which oh, uh, sure. Tails did not appear in. But when I would play over at friends houses or anything, I would sometimes have to be Tails and it, it is always kind of a bummer because yeah, technically you're controlling him. You can make him move and you can make him jump, but you really don't have any impact on how the story Well, because the camera
0: only follows Sonic. It's so only as gonna soon follow Sonic. Sonic runs past, you're like, Well, I'm not in the game anymore. And then yeah. you sort of appear ten seconds later gumming down until Sonic runs away again.
1: And that's kind of what the Scribble Knots multiplayer mode feels like. It's called sidekick mode. And basically you point your Wii mode at any user created object in the game and you can k- take control of it. Which uh, sounds
0: which, fun, but it, you but really not
1: fun. But you can't solve puzzles. Uh, you can't really interact with anything. You're you can just kind of move around, right? You know, uh, which gets pretty old pretty quick. But if you are a very little kid who wants to feel like they're playing, like that is a way you're legitimately in the game. You're playing. You're just not really having much of an impact on anything. You can have up to three sidekicks in a game at a time, which I imagine would just kind of make it chaotic. But The other
0: I mean, the other aspect of this game is even though you have a huge variety of objects you can summon, like physics don't really enter into this game very much. Um, Not
1: really. You can modify things with the uh, with adjectives. Right. Like I saw I I had to
0: break a a bunch of like bottles in in a carnival game and I summoned an anvil. Yeah. And logically, I cannot throw an anvil. So it did let me throw a medicine ball pretty far. Yeah, in very too. very
1: unrealistic way. But, but you know, you can. I've I've thrown a medicine ball. Yeah, I've, I've never thrown, thrown an, an, an anvil. An anvil. Yeah. Okay,
0: but you you had the very smart idea to uh, put the adjective throwable mm-hmm. on the anvil, which did let me throw it. It did, which was pretty cool. Though then later I summoned a ninja turtle. Yeah, which did not let me set it to throwable.
1: And to be clear, this was not like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle copyright trademark. <laughs> sure. This was a turtle. Wearing a mask, holding a shuriken. Yeah. Uh, which is a clever way of getting around because the three limitations you have on uh, your gameplay here is one, no vulgarity. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't type in shit and make a shit appear. Two, no oh, aware, copyrighted yes. characters. And three, no proper nouns. You can't type
0: in Mr. Hanky and make a shit appear.
1: Exactly. And you can't type in Nicolas Cage and make him run around. You know, right. you have to, you, you know, but... It did not
0: accept my Danny Trejo suggestion.
1: It did not, which right. I am bummed about. If there was like, one person who
0: probably would have happily lent his likeness to this game. I can
1: can see exactly what he would look like (laughs) in this art style too. He's adorable. Uh, You know, that would be really fun. Uh, I I think that that makes sense. There are some kind of public domain characters that have made it into the game. So you can type Cthulhu and summon a gigantic squid monster who will wipe out all of your bad guys on screen. Uh, You know, so that that's a cool way to like minimize the, some of those features. Um, yeah, so like my tactic when I played the first Scribble Knots was just give everyone a jetpack and call it a day.
0: Cuz most of the puzzles were like climb, go get over this gap, yeah. get to the top of this mountain.
1: And I think the problem I have with the series is that it's less I think there's more to do in the in these games than there was in the original Scribble Knots. I think these are a definite improvement on what the original framework was laid out. But for all as excited as i was about that game and ready to dig into it two things happen firstly when faced with infinite options of uh items to create i blank out i just blank like i'm, right. a, I'm a writer i use words all day <laughs> long and then i'm sitting here staring at this thing i'm just like a good ball yes yeah. so that is a good ball okay let's throw the good ball
0: i i think the hard part is the game just doesn't do a very good job incentivizing you to be creative like it's fun for your own purposes to be creative yeah but at some point when you just kind of blank out like you're just like uh sure whatever like jetpack rope like you just do something very obvious um and it's too bad that there's not more limitations on what you can and can't do or like or some modifier in the game where you can set it to have like a limitation mode where they're like, you can't make these type of items. Right. And then you have to really think about how else you can do
1: it. Yeah. That'd be a good way to mix things up. Yeah. Because really it is creating your own fun. If you just kind of go for the most obvious selection, these puzzles are almost like warrior wear style fast. Like right. you see someone, Oh, I need help watering my plant. Give him a watering can mission complete.
0: It becomes a touchscreen typing simulator.
1: Kinda, yeah, yeah, which is not really going to help your major typing skills uh, because even then you'd be using your thumbs. <laughs> uh, but yeah, instead of just using the one clumsy stylus to type things out, you can kind of bank up some of the things that you've used, like some of the words that you're coming back to multiple times and then access them quickly if you need to. Is
0: there a knots on mobile? Do you know off the top of your head? Yeah,
1: yeah, uh, Scribble Knots Remix. Uh, I think it's still on iOS. Like, okay. it, it works well, yeah. It, it's a good fit for this kind of style of game. Uh you know I I liked the more open world approach to things like yeah. it goes very quickly and you you encounter lots of people who give you like a piece of a star right and then sometimes you'll find a mission based one like at least once per level where you'll get a full star right for completing multiple tasks okay so you sign up to help the carnival barker like run his games and then you'll have to do four things in a row and then you'll get a full, full star right but they still don't take very long right uh so you can you can blaze through them pretty quickly the other cool new feature here is the ability to create your own objects. You can create a name and edit and oh, modify right. your own objects and add them to the game's database. And there's already uh, an alleged... I think Kotaku went through and broke down how many words are actually in this game. Wow. 22,802. That's, crazy. That's an insane variety of words uh, that you can use in this game. So you can really come up with a lot of cool stuff. It, like if you're stuck for a word, it's really on you. Yeah. So uh, if you have
0: your own like weird in joke, like if you wanted to have like, be able to summon mace the dark age, yeah. like, you could like create a little, okay, you could carry your own little Lord Deimos. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like a Mario paint style, like object creator. Mm-hmm. It's, I am never very good at, like, in-game object creation of any type. And this one is no exception. Like, they try to make it user-friendly by having big buttons on the side. But, like, mostly I can just kind of get in and change the color and give some things weird patterns of an already created object. Yeah. But I'm sure, like, if you wanted to mess around with this, you could make some neat stuff. But, again, very much true to the rest of this game. It's a very much make-your-own-fun situation, like... The game's not gonna reward you for being making something really creative and weird. You just kind of see it and be like, "Hey, look at that weird thing I put in this game."
1: Yeah, and you can get through this game surprisingly fast. There are fewer star rides to collect in this game than there are in some of the earlier ones. Okay, uh, and for that open world kind of aesthetic, it's sort of a strange choice. Uh, you know, each level is fair. You know, they're they're medium size, and they have multiple levels that you can kind of explore, and you can make yourself a flying character and get even further. But
0: yeah, but when you when a character like a quest that you need to complete takes ten seconds, like you you blaze through quests. Yeah, yeah,
1: and I don't, you know, I think I'm I'm being a little overly critical of this game, like. 'Cause it's it's flawed. Like I still I really can get behind the central premise. I think it's a really creative and fun idea. I think in the execution it gets a little boring, a little quick.
0: Yeah, I mean I think that it's just kind of an imp if you start with this initial premise of we're gonna let you summon anything you can think of, I'm not sure there's a way to make that game any different than what this game is
1: no no like, it's hard just, to make that cohesive yeah you just
0: can't program you can't like put in you can't just put that feature in like Sekiro no and be like all right now you have like banana peels that you can use and will interact with like these intriguing like you can't have a game system because no. then you have to program in physics and like mechanics for every object which is just not doable no and so i i think that this game does do a very good job it's a hard game to grade because it does not do the same things that most video games does do.
1: yeah and I think it's successful at achieving what it's setting out to achieve
0: like most games like the point is like beat the goal that we set out for you yeah and like here it's just kind of like I don't know, just like, just mess around with it and just, see what you can figure out.
1: Just play around. See yeah. see what kind of goofy shit you can find in the world. You know, the NPCs running around the levels are always doing something. They're always like, and they'll interact with the creations you get. So there could be someone harmlessly standing there and you want to unleash a giant angry crab on them and you can do that. Mm-hmm. And it'll, it'll cause chaos. You might need to reset the level. You won't lose your progress, but you might need to reset just to kind of, you know, tackle any missions you might have screwed up yeah. with your crab attack. But it's it's fun, it's less successful as a game, but it's a lot of fun as kind of a sandbox experience, you know, yes. um, or, or as a toy chest. Uh, but let's move on to the next game, because it's a little similar, but it's got some notable differences.
0: I mean, I would say it's very similar. Like, <laughs> yeah. Between, like, comparing, uh, Scribblenauts to Super Meat Boy. Yeah, I would say that this next game is more similar to Scribblenauts.
1: Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Probably because it's called Scribblenauts Unmasked, a DC Comics adventure. This was released September twenty fourth, twenty thirteen. Developed by Fifth Cell, published by Nintendo, and released on 3ds, Windows, Switch, PS four, and XBone. Ah, uh, so this game, I think, presages what Warner Brothers Media would become. In an interesting way, because it's all about synergy now. I think it, this really kind of took off with the Lego movie, but think of Ready Player One. Think mm-hmm. of the new Space Jam coming out. It's yeah. all about cramming as many different uh, uh, Warner Brothers properties together and seeing what comes out of it. And this is a very early example of that kind of mindset. We're taking the Warner Brothers' own DC Comics and the Warner Brothers' own Knots, and we're mashing them together. Cute. With something that I think is a really smart idea and a really smart way to give this series longevity. It's kind of like adopting the Lego model of, you know, just just swap out different license. So you have you have kind of a core gameplay that's gonna be familiar to gamers. And then you're basically paying for the proper nouns. You know, yeah, like you're sure. getting getting extra to like see your the calendar actual your calendar I mean, man. Calendar your, man don't come cheap. He doesn't. He doesn't. Yeah. Uh so you know, it, it's a it's it's a cool idea. I think it would have been a good way to keep the series fresh and to keep it moving but unfortunately it doesn't look like the sales uh moved in that direction yeah. which
0: which is surprise I don't know like I think that this game is in a tough spot because yeah. I think that the appeal I if if I had a young person in in my life mm-hmm. um, who wanted to play video games I might introduce them to Scribble Knots yeah. just because I'm like okay this is a way to be creative and increase increase your vocabulary without being overly difficult or anything yeah um whereas this game this game sort of tries to be a little game here you know which makes yeah. sense because like you have superheroes and supervillains and you're trying to solve some sort of worldwide calamity um but in doing so it kind of loses just the the leisurely pace of the first one like a lot of times you'll just like be running around and then like calculator, DC villain will just come up and start punching you. Yeah. And you're like, wait a second. I don't want to be fighting now. I want to be helping this person get their cat out of a tree or whatever. Yeah. Whatever. It's just like, and like you're constantly being summoned. Like this message is coming. Like we need your help on another planet. And it's like, I just kind of want to mess around here. Yeah. Um, What this game does that I think is neat is there's this huge database of DC characters that you can draw from and look through. But I think that's not necessarily like the same audience. Like the people who are like excited about the presence of Mongol and like Indigo Tribe Jon Stewart are probably less. No, not necessarily in the market for this type of game It's intended at a younger audience.
1: Oh, right. Yeah, okay. it's it's kind of like the the Arkham Asylum like features of like you know scanning and learning different things about different villains. It's like a cool it's a cool idea.
0: Yeah, but like instead of playing Arkham Asylum, you're you're playing, playing Scribblenauts, which is right? Exactly, a lot less in terms of depth.
1: Yeah, uh, uh, but it, there is there is something like if you are a fan of these characters, it is kind of fun to take control of them and like you can bring. Almost any DC character into the world by typing in your notebook, which is cool. Like it's a very deep roster. By
0: the way, Steve and I found the exact cutoff of the roster. Oh, yeah. When when DC characters stop being in the game because this game does feature Crazy Quilt. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Features obscure Batman villain Crazy Quilt, but it does not feature uh, Batman villain Condiment King. Yeah, did not have Condiment King.
1: But it does have crazy quilt, and I I couldn't. Oh, I should have typed in polka dot man because. Oh, I
0: don't. Oh, I don't remember polka dot man. He's
1: he's about to blow up. He's going to be a big character in Suicide Squad too. Okay,
0: which I'm excited for. It also features Matter Eater Lad, but that was yeah. that was a gimme. I
1: yeah, we found Ma- well, everyone knows Matter Eater Lad. It's everyone's favorite superhero. He eats stuff all the time. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Uh, one thing that being able to summon these superheroes do is it makes the sidekick mode two player much more fun than in Scribble Scribblenauts Unlimited because you can summon like Power Girl and then mm-hmm. I can play as Power Girl and fly around. And, and it's cool
1: because at- you could also like typing in a superhero name, it'll bring up a whole bunch of options for multiple iterations. So like if you type in Batman, it'll give you every different type of Batman. Uh, we chose Batman Beyond and then I almost broke the game. I think I you almost did break me- the game. I melted the game's mind because I tried to add the adjective female to Batman to see what would happen. And the disc made a loud noise and the gamepad got all scrambled and we had to reboot the system. Yeah, we had to get hard. Like, not reset an exaggeration. Your Wii U. Not an exaggeration at all. Like I I don't know what happened. I've never seen that happen with the uh, gamepad before. <sighs> I've never had the Wii U crash on me like some that before.
0: programmer of this game was like, there can never be a female Batman. God, and no, I'm, I... <laughs> I'm like Some, some neckbeard was like, it can't happen. Some some SJW is going to try to put that in there, <laughs> and I'm going to make the system crash if they try to make a lady Batman.
1: I'm almost tempted lady to... Lady tr- Batman
0: is named Batwoman <laughs> or Batgirl. But there's no... You can't make female Batman.
1: can't make... Bryce Wayne. Yeah, I don't know. I couldn't think of a. That was
0: pretty good. That's a girl's name.
1: Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's a girl. Uh, (laughs)
0: um, You heard it here first folks. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Breaking news. Yeah. yeah. So this game's much more plot heavy than the other Scribble Knots games. Like in the sense that there's a plot. Yeah. Uh, And there's a kind of a lot of dialogue you need to skip through too. Like, It opens with Maxwell and Lily. They're arguing about comic books. They decide they want to settle with, like, who's the best superhero with their own eyes and use their magical globe and notebook to travel to the DC universe to see their heroes in action. But something goes wrong. All the Star get scattered around the DC universe. All the villains in that universe want to collect them and use their power now. So you have to team up with the heroes of the DC universe to stop them.
0: One of the enemies you fight is, like, Evil Maxwell, his doppelganger, who also has the power to summon anything. So, like a lot of these boss fights, is he'll like some he'll he'll summon some vehicle or something to ride around on, and you have to think of something that will stop it. Which. You 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 creatively decided was rocket launcher, which mm-hmm. worked very well.
1: It did blew it right up. Yeah, yeah it worked
0: much better than water gun. Which yeah, is I tried. Your initial-
1: I tried water gun because he was riding a robot dinosaur, and it did like make sparks come off him at first. But then he just kind of shrugged it Oh, we it should off.
0: have put in like meteor. And see
1: oh yeah, like do the maybe like the Final Fantasy VII attack yeah. or something. You know, uh, I I really enjoyed the moment where Maxwell gets to meet the Green Lantern, and they point out that their powers are essentially the same thing. Yeah. Like, as I was thinking that, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I guess that that would be kind of God-level powers for the DC universe if Green Lantern didn't already exist. But then they have a, show off, a showdown where they're each, like, taking turns making things, and that was kind of clever. Yeah. You know, so lots of dialogue, uh, and you're seeing your favorite DC characters in kind of a goofier cartoon light, which I always like. I the big thing I really like about DC over Marvel is that, you know, Marvel's got the continuity. They've got every they've got a very tight ship. TV ties into movies, ties into video games, ties into everything. DC is kind of like, "Eh, whatever." Yeah. You know, so you can have like The Venture Brothers style Harley Quinn R-rated mm-hmm. cartoon yeah, series I- and you can have like the whole Legends of Tomorrow universe going on over at the CW and they're never going to cross paths. Like it's never you never you don't need to worry about watching all these different programs and they're a little looser with their uh, IP so yeah. i can appreciate that
0: one thing that i think is again this would be this would be an impossible ask but like the characters themselves don't play any really any different like yeah. if you summon a if you play as a batman sometimes he'll throw batarangs when he punches but like and the flash will run a little faster mm-hmm. but like you were cyborg and he still just punches things yeah it's sort of only a differential like does your character fly does your character move fast but like they don't actually really play any differently.
1: Yeah, you can kind of use the adjectives to make any superhero have any superhero's powers. Like, if you want a speedy flying cyborg, you can make one, you know? like that's Type
0: in speedy flying.
1: Yeah, that's all you gotta do. Uh, A couple other new features that this game has. uh, One nice addition is the utility belt, which uh, you can use to keep... Your shark repellent. Your shark repellent, your grapple hooks, your jetpacks, the things that you're gonna use multiple times to solve multiple missions. You can just keep them on your utility belt now. Uh, there's a currency in the form of a reputation system. So, uh, And this is kind of the thing I like about the game the best because this is the thing that does kind of incentivize you to mix things up a little bit. So your reputation is meted out by solving missions. So... If you do a good deed, you get a plus 10 reputation point. If you do something evil to somebody, you get minus 10. And if you repeat the same item that you just used, you get only five points. Okay. So you're not going to make as much money by using the same words over and over again, which I think is a nice way to incentivize. Like, So you're not just hitting the jetpack over and over. Um, you can spend these points in the bad computer where you can also buy new superheroes, new costumes, a couple of different new characters, uh, the roster editor is back again, the multiplayer mode is back again, again it's Ed, little brother mode all the way. Um and this is a much more I hesitate to say combat focused because that's implying that this is really combat, but it is much more action focused. You you have a dedicated attack button for the right, first time.
0: Scribble knots unlimited, you had to like tap on a character that you wanted to attack and then select attack. Yeah, exactly. Or you just have
1: punch. Yeah, you're not just going to run up and, like, punch something. You know, so this time you can. You can just straight up run up and punch whatever you want or equip a laser gun and shoot everybody. And, you know, it's fun to travel around to the different DC locations. You get to go to Oa and Metropolis and Gotham. Otherwise, though, this is pretty much the same game as Unlimited. Like, uh, it's got the similar structure and format and it kind of scratches the same itch. I, I think it gives you a little bit more structure mm-hmm. than Unlimited did, but you know, but, depending but on what you're going that for. I think that's
0: welcome. Like usually I'm a fan of having more more structure in, in games, but like here I just I like I actually liked Unlimited more because mm. the the environment was sort of brighter, more welcoming, which you may make, makes sense. A DC comic thing not known for their bright welcoming cityscapes. <laughs> not so much, um, no. But like it just felt much more leisurely, which to me matches the pace of what this game is doing. Because yeah. like, I don't want to play this game to like solve some world-ending calamity. I just want to play this
1: game and mess around. Yeah, no more portals in the sky. Yeah. No more things coming out and attacking you. Uh, I will say, I, I think I did prefer Unmasked just a little bit. I think I just, I liked the witty little touches. I liked being able to bring in these superheroes I recognize and make Batman giant and a zombie and like do weird shit like that for no good reason. You I know? mean, it
0: definitely appeals to the same the same bone that like getting a color picture encyclopedia checking out from your library of dc heroes and villains would do for you
1: i've got a marvel one yeah yeah, yeah exactly, yeah, yeah exactly i'm i'm the type of person that that sort of thing appeals to yeah. so that works for me um do we have anything else to say about scribble knots
0: no i was happy i was happy to get a chance to play them and yeah because um, yeah they they're always a game that you think about and you're like hey how does that really work and so it, it, I can verify that yes, it does work, and no, it's not as necessarily as exciting as you'd think it would be.
1: Not necessarily. No, I I still really respect the hell out of what it's trying to do, even though it's not it's not hundred percent successful as a game, but as as an experiment, as a as a sandbox, as a toolbox or a toy box, you know, it, it's pretty fun, yeah. and it, it it's pretty fun to mess around with it. Um, so let's move on to our rankings. Where are we putting these? And I can show you the list here in a second. Right now, uh, my top game is still Shovel Knight, my bottom game is still Turbo Super Stunt Squad. That's not going to change this episode. <laughs> no, I will say, uh, I am going to put both of these right underneath Nintendo Land. Okay, uh, so it's going to go Nintendo Land. Scribblenauts Unmasked, Scribblenauts Unlimited, LEGO Jurassic World. I think that's a good pocket for it to be in because, yeah, this is, it's very charming. It has a lot of personality and it's really cool, but it's, you do hit a wall after a while. Like, you kind of see all the tricks that the game has. Even if you haven't seen the entire vocabulary, you kind of get the gist. Um, And I, I love the amount of work they put into it. I love the attention to detail, um, but it's probably not one I'm gonna spend a lot of time on
0: no and certainly you you don't really need both of these games like you would no. just decide like okay do I just want to mess around with scribble knots or am I excited about the DC license <laughs> um, mine are pretty much going in a, the similar spot right above Lego Jurassic world and behind Pockin tournament okay that's in a different place but um and mine is super scribble knots and then unmasked. Yeah. Um yeah, I feel like that those in Jurassic World are kind of like our they're they're forming the basis of our like creamy middle center of like these are not quite Great games, but they're not bad by any
1: means. No, chance. no, no. They're they're, very, they're perfectly playable. They've got a lot to recommend, but maybe not necessarily one I'm going to reach for immediately.
0: Uh, this I will also say, like, if you are looking for a game to play with a kid in your life, like, I would maybe oh, this reach to one of those. Ideal this, ideal. this is an educational game that does not feel like an educational game which I yeah. think might be a real selling point.
1: I it, think, th- I agree, I agree. I think that's a really cool way to look at it. Yeah, and I think this is a great kids' game. You know, there was a, a minute there where, like, they were really marketing this game hard. Like, like there were Maxwell little figurines at GameStop for a while. I remember He's seeing those. He's not a
0: very appealingly designed character.
1: Yeah, the think. the weird little, like, we, we were just kind of trying to figure out what was going on with his headpiece. It looks like a hoodie with his hair shape, like, poking out. Yeah. And I think it's the not part of the title. I think he's there's supposed to be kind of little astronauts wearing little astronaut helmets. But he basically looks like he's got a red, like, coxcomb or something, yeah. you know, uh, which, yeah, not the most appealing thing. But the, there is something that is the most appealing thing in Ooh. the world, and that is, the grand return of the beloved Prince Valiant section. Yeah, the book is back. The
0: book is back,
1: The baby. book is back here, and I can feel the power radiating off of this thing like it's a goddamn Necronomicon. Oh, yeah,
0: and I mean, it is. You have to admit, it's a nice, it's a nice volume. It's
1: a handsome volume. Yeah. It, it looks. It's a very tall book. I like a good tall book.
0: Now, when we last left Prince Valiant, I think we've only gotten two comics in. I think in so. However, however many
1: episodes of this we've done. Something like that. Um, basically, we haven't met the prince yet.
0: No, uh, no, we did meet the prince. We met the prince right at the end <gasps> of this oh. last volume. His people had been basically marooned on this island off Scotland, sent to like live in the swamplands. And for young Prince Valiant, life suddenly begins. When we last left, next week is the dragon. So now we're going to learn about the dragon. Syn- oh, look, it tells us right at the start. Synopsis. Hurled from his throne, the king of Thule escapes by sea, only to be wrecked on the English coast. Oh, damn He it. finds refuge in the mysterious Fens Marshes, where his only son... Prince Valiant. What why is he
1: living in the marshes? Why is his name
0: why is his son I guess because Prince, you go Prince first name. Because they escaped for they were exiled from their own land and so they had I to go. Prince
1: was a title.
0: Yeah, no, I well, no, you go Prince and his last name's not Valiant. Okay. I guess his first name is Valiant. Which actually That's a dumb for his name. You think so? Yeah. I think it would be kinda cool to name someone Valiant.
1: See, I think I would just immediately think of the crappy CGI Pigeon movie.
0: Oh yeah, it's like everyone yeah cuz It's, it's
1: where it most people's brains yeah. are going to go. They're going to remember that British pigeon movie and uh yeah.
0: Okay, so <laughs> he uh where his only son Prince Valiant meets a half savage native boy and his career of adventure begins. Um bearing in mind these are from, you know, the late 20s. Yeah, let's <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah,
1: don't don't uh, worry too much about that.
0: Yeah. Uh forgotten is the difference in language and birth. Remembered only the spirit of adventure, which is also the origin of this podcast. Um, yeah. Prince Val, as they call him Soon learns to use the fish spear And capture the great pike of the open channels Oh, you got me, I'm
1: the great pike
0: How to throw the weighted net And shoot ducks on the wing with forked arrows So he's, he's learning the skills of the land
1: Better than spooned arrows Am I right?
0: Yeah, this is, Steve's really working out his type 5 he, on Here
1: all night. week As he grows older, he
0: becomes hunter for the exiles And plentifully supplies the larder What's a larder, Steve? It's like a pantry Okay yeah. There comes a time when the hunters are are the hunted and life depends on quick work. They're getting chased in this canoe by some sort of like turtle-y, dinosaur y thing.
1: Oh there's dinosaurs in this. Okay. Kind of I mean like we know a there's a dragon. Yeah. But, I mean yeah.
0: really dragons and dinosaurs part same. of the same family. Same same. Tree. Yeah. Val's bow twangs viciously but Quang. cannot halt the marsh lizard. They speed toward one of the few islands and race for a large tree. High in its branches they find safety. All through the night, they hear the great dragon moving quietly below. From the fo- topmost branches, Val sees far out of the dismal swamp a tiny flickering light. Next week, the story of The Light.
1: Oh, boy. So- All right. I mean, we really picked a very, very visual uh comic book for this for this segment what like, there's have, no dialogue
0: what might have been a better <laughs> choice like if you had to do a podcast that was a read-through of a maybe like a mary worth
1: i think heathcliff
0: oh yeah because yeah. he well known we need for we need to dialogue. we need to
1: chart the the rise and fall of garbage ape How, yeah. Yeah, okay so yeah.
0: are you you're you're abreast of the current the current heathcliff run oh like, yeah yeah the the, yeah. the, the, the insane like world of peter gallagher non sequiturs
1: just like word salad just insane words out i think he's got those like uh uh magnetic puzzle things on his fridge and he just rearranges it like three or four words a day
0: recommended recommended for you listeners like learn about the new world of Heathcliff because i had Heathcliff books like in the 90s that were like reprints of like comics from probably the 70s yeah um and so like when I was reintroduced to this new Heathcliff, I was like, what the hell is this? Yeah. But they kind of grow on you and just in their totally insane way.
1: Because they were like, I don't remember which came first, him or Garfield. I think Garfield came first. Yeah, Garfield definitely came first. And like, yeah, Garfield so dominated the market that Heathcliff is just like, all right, we got to do something really fucking weird with this guy. So he just spouts random nonsense. And there's an ape that goes around his neighborhood stealing garbage. Yeah. Like, why not? It's very weird. <laughs> very strange uh But speaking of very strange, you you I guess week. you can't summon Garfield or Heatcliff
0: in Scribble Knots.
1: I don't know because they'd be, uh, you can summon an orange cat. You can ma- you summon a grumpy oh, orange cat. Oh, that's true.
0: Grum- okay.
1: Yeah, I bet we can make, and lasagna,
0: s- and then we could put them together.
1: We can make a semblance. Yeah, that's the thing. Who needs proper nouns? We got it.
0: Do you feel that I interrupted you less during this episode?
1: You know, I didn't even notice. Oh, but, okay. You for know, better or worse. For better or worse, I, I think I think it worked well. You know, it's it's all good. Um, but
0: I, you... I, I I felt antsy about it. <laughs>
1: See, I, I say lean into it. I say, I say, don't let me finish a word. Okay. Like, I think from now on... Yeah, okay,
0: so what are we playing next week, Steve?
1: Well, uh, so then, no, <laughs> now I'm afraid to talk. I shouldn't have done that. Uh, next week, we are playing kind of a big game uh, that's somewhat relevant with a, would you, would a game you describe
0: If you had an adjective, you would describe it as kind of big? As kind of big, yeah.
1: yeah. Or... Used to be big, I guess, would, would be a good way of putting it. Uh, and maybe it's getting a little bit of a resurgence at the moment, thanks to a certain re-release. We are playing Mass Effect 3. Oh. Mass Effect 3, the only Mass Effect tr- game in the trilogy <laughs> that made it on the Wii U.
0: I'm going to be a real helpful guest. Another
1: <laughs> launch game.
0: <laughs> a real helpful guest there. Nothing like listening to a Mass Effect podcast with someone who's never played a Mass Effect Oh, game. damn,
1: that's going to be hard, too, because that's where all the spoilers lie. There's well, really no way to get well, around it. Well, we're
0: probably not going to beat it. Oh, like, probably that not would gonna be beat a little it, odd.
1: I've, I've played this series, like, twice already, okay. all the way through. It's They're pretty great, but uh, the Wii U adds a bunch of different weird features. I'm excited to dig into those, and to just talk about the series in general, because I think it's great.
0: Nice.
1: Uh, so we will see you next
0: Thanks for week. listening, everyone. Damn it! Uh, Welcome to Wii Universe with Stephen Woody, and we will see you next week. Ha! At Mass Effect 3.
1: The, the, it, 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 it falls the other way, see, because I don't stutter. So I, 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 I can interrupt you. I, I, oh, I really, you say I, you got I, I, in there when I... I, I no, no I, but I... I, I
0: Damn it! Alright. All Mass right. Effect 3 next week, folks. Bye. out to be